God is definitely not someone that is being preached about in most churches. We tend to think that there is only A and B with God because there's only A and B with us. God's a lover and he's a forgiver, but I think a big misconception is that that's all that God is. God is as just as he is loving. Our minds can't even comprehend how great he is, how big he is, how fast he is. And the Bible tells us that he loves us, he is love, but the Bible also tells us to fear God. He's not our BFF. God is someone that loves us so much that uh, he will remove things out of our life that we hold on to. You do not define God. I do not define God. God is self-defining. God is not a matter of opinion. What's up, everybody? This is the Let God Die podcast. I am Cousin Amy. And I am Kelvin. And I am Josh Molzik. I am Josh. I'm Calvin. I'm Amy. All right, now we got it straight. <laughs> so we call her cousin Amy because she is uh, my cousin, uh, one of the many. Um, this is the second cousin on the podcast. Um, I have a lot of very awesome cousins that I respect a lot. That might be a trend, the respected cousins being on the <laughs> podcast. So we want to have Amy on today just to share about her life, and we'll kind of go from there. So Amy. Who are you? My name is Amy, and I currently am a intern with Bridges International. I just graduated from college last year, so I live out in Lansing, Michigan. And yeah, I get to work with international students from all over the world. And yeah, I get to serve them and hang out with them, and it's a blast. So what exactly is Bridges International? It sounds pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Bridges International is a student group on college campuses all across the United States. And yeah, it's led by students mostly. And we do three things. I guess it's like the three S's of Bridges. And we are a service to international students. So when students arrive on campus for the first time, we pretty much answer any questions that they have. Um, if they have questions about how do I get a car? How do I get a loan out for a car? What's Meyer? Um, any of those questions, yeah, we help answer them or go with them to doctor appointments or whatever. And then the second S is we are a social outlet for them. So we do different events like Christmas parties and Thanksgiving events and we just did a tubing event last weekend, and it was awesome because for some of them, it was the first time they ever played in the snow, so it was a lot of fun to watch um, and hang out with them. And then the last S is we're a spiritual resource, so yeah, we want to answer pretty much any questions they have about religion in America. Specifically, we help answer questions about Christianity and have Bible discussion groups and invite them to church and stuff like that, so so are most of the students um, like brand new to America and um, like have, have never even been here at all? Some of them. Some of them are transfer students. Some of them are juniors and sophomores involved. But yeah, this year I've got to interact with a lot of freshmen. So it's their first time to America, first time seeing snow, first time hearing about God, um, which is really exciting for some of them to sit down and say, I've never heard this or I've never seen a Bible or I've never thought about the idea of God before. Um, yeah, it's a huge blessing to be able to sit there and share these new experiences with them. It's really so, cool. So it's not like, all right, these are Christian kids that happen to be international. No. Like, how do you guys get connected up with the kids? 
Some of them, I actually wasn't involved with Bridges at all before my internship. Um, I was discipled, so this um, intern, so me, last year. (laughs) um, Yeah, her name was Kelsey, and she discipled me and told me about Bridges and challenged me to intern because I talked to her a lot about international people, and I thought they were awesome. And so she inspired me to do this, and so... It was my first time meeting pretty much any of the students involved, but a lot of them have been involved for like maybe two or three years. Um, But the ones that I've met this year that are new to Bridges, usually we meet them at the beginning of the year. Um, We have like, I guess, like the big fair at the beginning of the year for all the students to come and get an idea of what are the student groups on campus and what do they want to be a part of. And so we pretty much, we have a big jar of candy <laughs> and we say, hey, you should guess how many are in this. And if you win, you will get, yeah, a $25 Meyer gift card or something. And also you should fill out this survey. And then I ask questions like, are you interested in a Bible discussion group? Do you want to hear more about social events? Do you want to get coffee um, to discuss spiritual related things? Or do you want to visit an American home or a church? And so depending on which ones they check off, we're able to follow up with them personally and say, hey, I would love to get coffee with you. Or, hey, I would love to show you an American home. And then from there, we kind of touch base with them. And they don't have to be a Christian to be involved at all. They can just come to the social stuff or can just come to, yeah, be a part of the service side of stuff. So... I mean, it's kind of cool, too, like, the fact it's not forced, but it's, like, available. So, mm-hmm. like, if they want that, you know, they're able to. And if not, then, like, yo, we still hang out with you. It's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. That's right. I love the idea of just, like, providing family for people mm-hmm. that don't have it, too. You know, I mean, like, the fact that they don't have their families here, mm-hmm. at least, I'm sure, most of them. There's a family at my church that have kind of taken me under their wing as well. But um, they host international students at their home and are was able to talk with one of the girls and hear a little about about her experience here in America. And she was saying that the peace that she felt in the family was totally different than anything she's ever experienced. And then also the peace that she felt at church, even though she wasn't a Christian, she went every Sunday and just saying like, she never felt peace like that. And she didn't like know where it came from or what it was, but she knew it was something different. So the fact that some of these students can get involved with American families and yeah, really understand what it looks like. Yeah, just to be a part of a family that loves each other and loves God is really, really cool. So kind of walk us through like you're coming to know Jesus. Like how did that all happen? Like where did that all begin? If you're willing to tell that. Of course. I grew up in Taylor, Michigan, and I have two older brothers, Ryan and Brandon, and my mom and my dad, obviously. And yeah, I didn't grow up in a Christian home at all. Um, Sometimes we'd go with, like, my grandma or something, but it wasn't a regular part of our family. It's nothing like we really talked about at home. And then, I don't know, looking back, I remember, I was even thinking through this the past few weeks, I remember, like, a lot of joy in my childhood. Um, But, like, reflecting back now with eyes that are, like, not ignorant to the world, I can see how... It wasn't joyful, but I think God really protected me at a young age um, just to see joy when it wasn't joyful. Um, Yeah, my, yeah, it was kind of confusing. My dad slept in the basement. My mom slept upstairs. Then Ryan moved out, I think when he was 16. 
And so it was just me, my brother, Brandon, but him and my dad didn't really get along at all. Um, they would fight a lot. And so he left too. So it was just me. This was like maybe elementary school. This is when I started developing like, I say like pretty severe anxiety. Specifically health-related things, I would, like, become obsessed with I was, like, dying or every little bump I would, like, overanalyze and, like, put all my attention into it. And it carried on into high school, and I was, like, extremely obsessed with figuring out that something was wrong with me or I was dying. Also, at this point, my grandma was diagnosed with cancer. My other cousin was diagnosed with brain cancer, and so... There was a lot of people in my family who were sick, and I think that also, like, traumatized me a little bit. Like, seeing someone you love so much go through chemo is, like, the absolute worst thing in the world. Um, so I started seeing a counselor in high school for anxiety, and my pediatricianist was like, yeah, your daughter has the worst case of anxiety, like, I've seen in almost any patient. Like, she has to get treated. Like, she is fine. She is not sick. Um, but... Yeah, I was, like, completely convinced that I was sick. I would, yeah, I made an appointment at the neurologist to see a brain doctor. I made my own appointment in high school for the cardiologist and, like, all these people because I was so convinced. I, like, believed there was God. I remember even in the fifth grade, my friends made fun of God and I cried and, like, looked up to the sky and apologized. I was like, God, I don't know if you're real, but I'm really sorry that they said that. And I was, like, in tears. And so I think... I knew there was a God, I just didn't exactly know who it was. And so in high school, even my friends knew me as like the religious person. I would carry my Bible around, um, which was totally God pursuing me. It was not me. It was more of like a show um, for people so I could like have the good kid image. But also I was very confused by like what I believed and yeah, the whole party scene and stuff in and out of it. So I think... When I look back on, like, religion in my life, it was just, like, complete confusion and anxiety and, like, the wanting to believe in something, but I didn't really know for sure, but I just said I believed in God. Um, I remember going by my senior year to, like, youth groups with my friends, and I talked to a pastor in the back room one time, and I was like, how can you believe all of this? Like, kind of, like, secretly, (laughs) like, my friends didn't know I was talking with them. I was like, just showed him some verses that I was like, I don't understand how you can believe in God and like say this and believe this and read this and I just really don't get it and so I remember like wrestling through stuff back then um, but then going home in the van and like talking about how great God was on the way home but like my friends really didn't know I was like wrestling with these questions I guess so what was kind of the motivation do you think you just wanted to like portray that persona of like having things figured out or um honestly I think that I seriously don't know, and I've tried to, like, pinpoint why I did this my whole life and, like, acted like it, but even in high school, I remember checking out books on evolution and talking to my friend who was a Muslim about her faith and just being so intrigued that, like, it could be real, but something in me just knew that God, like, the God of the Bible, Jesus, was real, Um, but I wasn't, like, fully convinced, I guess. I don't know. Um, Yeah. I was also confused, I think, what it meant to be Christian because of my family. Um, I don't know. We just, like, never really talked about it as a family. We never talked about emotional stuff or spiritual stuff. Um, And so I think it was just one of those things where, like, oh, like, this is just what it means to be a Christian. Like, you have these things in the back of your head and you say you believe them, but 
really we don't talk about them and we really don't know what we believe that's honestly what I thought like everyone was like so I just didn't really ever think twice about it I guess more like head knowledge than actually like transforming your life in any way yeah 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 totally I guess I wanted to be a vet a veterinarian um and I was looking into schools, and I still going through my big anxiety mess. Um, I started taking anxiety medication. Well, it was an antidepressant called Paxil at the time. And I chose Michigan State because they have a really good vet program. And I got in by God's grace. <laughs> um, literally God's grace. I got in through a program called the TRIO program, which is for students with free reduced lunch. And um, your parents make like a certain amount a year. <laughs> so I, it was not like my grades or ACT score or anything. So did not make the cut, but Mine yeah. Either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're in a safe place. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks guys. <laughs> um, but I got in, I was really excited. Um, remember getting to Michigan State and just being like, the world is my oyster, just like so excited about everything. Um, and I wasn't really, I was not, absolutely not concerned about getting involved with a Christian group at all. Actually, it's funny, This the girl that I met that introduced me to the organization that shaped me a lot at Michigan State, um, her name's Lauren, me and her were just chatting, and she said that, Amy, the first time I met you, um, we were doing surveys, crew was doing surveys, and you ran up to the table and you said, do you love Jesus? I love Jesus can I fill this out? And like, I guess I was, the, I don't remember this at all, but I was the one who like initiated that conversation. And I completely lied to her because I was, I did not love Jesus. I don't know why I said that or like what, I don't know. I was kind of crazy when I was a freshman, <laughs> just like all over the place, wanted to be involved with everything, every student group. Um, and so they followed up with me on my door and they wouldn't stop following up with me. Um, and asking if I wanted to go to the Bible study or wanted to go to lunch with them or wanted to go to this event. And finally, I was like, okay, I'll go. Um, And then they, yeah, let me play at guitar at Bible study a few times, which like really meant a lot to me because I wasn't like huge into music, like playing out in public or anything at this point. And so I was like, these people trust me and that's really cool. Um, And at this time I was dating a guy and um he was not a christian and i told him that i didn't really care and that i was a christian and that um it was a big part of my life kind of i was like getting involved with this group but i didn't think it was a big deal like we could still keep dating and so this was the summer after my freshman year and um at this point i was like in and out of crew pretty much all year. Um, The girls found out that I was dating this guy and he wasn't a Christian. And they were like, it's not the fact that he's not a Christian, but you guys aren't living like a good lifestyle and you're fighting all the time. And I was like, okay, you guys are just judging me and kind of ignored them and went home for the summer to downriver. And I was checking out Metro Church. Um, It's in Taylor, Michigan. Maybe some of you who have listened to this podcast have heard about it by now. Um, But I was checking it out, and they got a hold of me and asked if I wanted to audition for the worship band. And at this point, I I wasn't living at my boyfriend's house, but I was over his house practically, like, every night. Um, Yeah, my dad and my brother at this point – we're living together. My mom and my other brother were like, had been long gone and um, we're getting evicted. 
my dad and my brother were getting evicted. And so I just was like, I don't want to be at home this summer. I just want to be away and like keep busy. And so it more was something to do to keep my mind busy. It wasn't glorifying God. It wasn't about worship. It was about me being busy and being up front. <laughs> and so I auditioned. I don't know why I made it because I was late to the audition. I didn't practice. I felt like crap. Like I walked out of there like holding my head low and they called me the next day. And I remember talking to God and I was like, God, um, I don't really know what I'm doing with my life or like why I even audition, but I hope I get it. <laughs> and <laughs> At this point, I did not have a personal relationship with God. Um, this was just like the very beginning still, I think, of like me and God praying one-on-one. -on -one. And they called me the next day and they were like, we think you're great. Like you should be in our band. Like we want you. And I was like, suckers. Like they didn't know, but I totally don't care about this. I just want to play. But I was like, okay, I'm so honored. And yeah, I started playing. And this was for um, Alive, which is the high school group. And I was playing on Sunday nights, but wasn't coming to church on Sunday mornings. And they found out that I wasn't going on Sunday mornings. And they said, well, you have to go. And in my head, I was like, I know I'm going to heaven. It doesn't matter. Um, but clearly, it's not about going to heaven. And I see that now. But at the time, I was like, this totally sucks. But I'll go because I have to. And I like playing music. And so I started going to the 9 o'clock service. And then they needed help with the children for metro kids and i was like oh well no one else is up and my boyfriend sat up so i might as well just do it and that's honestly i think the very start of how god start started to come to life to me um yeah i just realized that babies are really cute and funny and if god is real <laughs> babies are really cute um then then god must be funny too and so i just realized that um, like God has a sense of humor and that was the first start of like God becoming like alive in front of me, I guess. Like every time I would go in on Sunday morning, I was like, oh my gosh, like God has a sense of humor and like created these delicate little babies. And like, at least that's what people say anyway. And then I started thinking about the people holding the door and like greeting people. And I was like, wow, like they are so like humble and hospitable and I feel so welcomed by them and like that means God's hospitable and like God likes to welcome us and then from there it went to music and every time I played music I was just like in awe that God thought of music and thought of the piano and how it works and all the chords and I was just like wow like God is a musical God and like loves music so then I after like a few weeks of this and like everything around me like God just started to become alive again and um, I didn't even think of my anxiety at this point, but like my freshman year, my anxiety was getting so bad. I was in and out of the doctor constantly thinking I was like sick. Um, I got fired from two jobs <laughs> because I was just like late and overanalyzing things. And my uh, bosses were like, we just don't think this is a good fit for you and all of this stuff. But um, I didn't even remember my anxiety at this point in the summer. Like I, like God was just like, I don't know, like filling me with such joy and like I felt like a little kid, like wide eyed in wonder, like all summer, just like in awe of this God coming to life in front of me. And then I realized, well, if God is real, then he went to like a really dark and dirty place in my life when I literally did nothing, literally nothing at all to deserve it. If anything, I was prideful and childish and was running, running far from him. And he chose to like 
meet me exactly where I was at and love me and pursue me through music and babies. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the summer I really was like, I think I'm in love with you. (laughs) And I didn't even know it my whole life. I've just, I've completely missed you. And so, yeah, I, it wasn't like I never said a prayer. It was like months and months of like God just like, like pretty much like allowing me to fall in love with him. And then from there, I was just was like, okay, like I want to do this for real. And I want to like chase after you with my whole heart, like all the time. <laughs> so, so it was like yeah. I'm slowly like revealing this character to you through like different situations, and like just random things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like literally anything. I would look at a leaf and I was like, oh my gosh, you created the color green. And then I'd like, I don't know, like literally anything. It's so intricate. Yeah. Know, like, <laughs> it's like this thing has to have a creator. Like it just it just can't just spring up on its own. Like this thing is crazy and it's intentional. And like yeah. it serves a purpose. Yeah. All right, so fast forwarding from mm-hmm. like from that point on. Yep. From there, I was like, still dating this guy at the time and we pretty much dated for like a little bit over a year after that and I just realized that um yeah it wasn't like him keeping me from God it was me keeping him from like fully experiencing the Lord and um we just like we were pretty good friends before and like our friendship just like really fizzled out um yeah and I just realized that like I had to end the relationship um so that happened, and yeah, it was a hard decision because I really like love and respect him and appreciate him still actually a lot. But I was just like, yeah, this is just isn't a good fit, and like it's really hard. But like I know it's the right thing. Like the Lord gave me peace about it, and I have to be obedient to that. And so that was really hard. Um, I became a resident assistant in the dorms, which means pretty much I'm like a floor mom, and I get to hang out and make sure kids don't party too hard and don't die (laughs) um and do like floor events and that also was like god was yeah very intentional when he allowed me to be that i grew up a lot that year i think and that's actually how got into house shows because you josh mozek um wanted to have the what was it intense Uh, domestic camping (laughs) camping house show tour where we actually set up tents in people's living rooms and performed out of them (laughs) So he was like, oh, also at this point, I didn't really know Josh most of, oh, well, I didn't really, I did not know Josh most of my life. I knew he existed, but I, I didn't know you at all. And then I met you in Metro actually. And you were like, Hey, we're cousins and <laughs> <So> hi, <laughs> and I'm going to New York to do, um, to warp tour um we were there with a nonprofit called my broken palace which is really rad i'm not sure exactly what they're up to right now but if you're listening to this you should check them out on facebook um or mybrokenpalace.com uh they deal a lot with helping people that are uh struggling with depression and suicide Mm -hmm. um and uh providing a support system but also pointing people towards jesus um so we actually had a tent set up at warp tour um (laughs) And when I say we, like they had it set up and we were just striving to like help. We were volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was there for seven different days um, just traveling around and we'd sit with kids, talk with kids um, and pray with kids when there's opportunity. But more than anything, you know, it wasn't just like a push Jesus on people. It mm-hmm. was like, this is the reason that we do it. Why we do it is because we found hope in Christ. 
um, that you can't get just from human support, but mm -hmm. at the same time wanted to uh, provide support system for mm -hmm. people um, so that they knew that they mattered and uh, their stories um, were important. And um, yeah, so Amy happened to be free the one day that we went out when we went back out after we came home just for one day. And um, yeah, I was just like, hey, you don't happen to have, I think it was the next day. It was like, you don't happen to have tomorrow free and want to come with us, do you? And she came to that and it was really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, that actually was a really impactful trip for me. Um, yeah, I was just like, whoa, like there are like Christians my age that like, want to do this thing and like love Jesus. Um, this is sweet. And so this is when my eyes started to becoming open, I guess, to like, yeah, people my age chasing after God. And I wasn't just like a weirdo, I guess. I don't know. Um, I also started getting more involved with crew and joined the worship team, which also impacted me. I met a lot of awesome people in the dorm, um, Andrew Warner and Ivy Warner. Now they're married. Um, but yeah, they're my best friends. They impacted me a lot. And, um, uh, my cousin Candace also, um, during this time was like really encouraging me in my faith and was one of the most consistent people in my life at, to this point. And so I just felt like, yeah, a lot of encouragement in my faith and yeah, it was awesome. This also was, um, God, but I was placed in McDonald, which was kind of like an international dorm. They have a lot of international students. And on my floor, it was the first time I ever really talked, like really talked to anyone from another culture. And that just blew my mind. And I think that was like where the seeds started being planted for like international, like outreach stuff in my heart, um, along with music. And so, um, fast forward to my senior year. By this point, I did not want to be a vet anymore. I actually got fired from the vet clinic my freshman year. <laughs> um, but I was like, this totally sucks. I just want to like hang out with my dog and not have to go to school forever. So I was praying and I didn't even know why I picked my major. I think my counselor I was meeting with actually told me it'd be a good fit. And so I just chose it. But sociology was my major and I did it because I love people. Um, honestly. And so I was like, oh, well, it's the study of people. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I chose sociology. Um, and then I was praying through what to do with my life. And I had no idea. I knew I wanted to do something with music and international people. And at this point, um, house shows from that time I met Josh forward and doing the dorm shows, um, really changed my heart a lot and I started writing my own music and which helped me immensely with anxiety and just a lot of other stuff um and yeah so I decided to intern with Bridges my senior year it wasn't like God's like spoken out of the sky or anything I was just like there's a need and I don't know what else to do and I love international people and this is like a good year for me to see if I want to work with international people and if I like ministry full-time. And so I chose to do that. And also um, I was able to record the summer after I graduated in Chicago, which was awesome. Um, and yeah, so here I am now doing bridges and playing music. <laughs> awesome. I like, um, I was thinking about the passage from John 6, 44, where Jesus says, 
no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I feel like that's all over your story, just like God pursuing you mm-hmm. in different ways, you know? Yeah. Um, and just consistently kind of like tugging at you. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's all the time. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool, too, how he, like, personally redeemed, like, the whole, like, season of before where you were not sure what you wanted to do or, like, you know, as far as digging into, like, the Christian faith. But, like, the little bit you did had as far as, like, I guess you could say, like, like, dipping into it. Mm-hmm. Like, he redeemed all of that, mm-hmm. like, now. Mm-hmm. Really, <laughs> I'm really thankful. So, Amy, um, what would you say is, like, one of the biggest, like, I guess misunderstandings that you did have of God that... uh you've i don't know either kind of overcome or Mm. that you've been growing through i don't know i know it has something to do with god's grace i just can't understand it how to like say it but i think that i don't know i've been like very confused most of my life of like being very legalistic when i became a christian of like i have to be perfect or like then i'm going to ruin my witness with someone and they're not going to be a christian and god's not going to love me to the other side of like grace, 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 everyone. Um, and then this year God is just teaching me of like, um, what is it what does it mean when it says like it is for freedom that Christ died for us? Um, and what does it mean to be free in Christ? Um I have the song, the chorus of the song says, um, wait, let me sing it for a second. This is gonna be awkward, but I can't wait. <laughs> I'm playing guitar. I'm playing air guitar. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just skip to the end. So it says, um, and it's grace that fills my lungs and it's bloody hands around these broken chains as you hold my face and say, you're not the same. I love you. I love you. Um, But the chorus of the song is pretty much saying like I'm putting um, like these broken chains back on myself and I do it all the time, like all of the time of like the broken chains represent like anxiety or like I don't know, whatever sin I run back to, to, like, find comfort in other than the Lord. Um, But he's just teaching me that his grace really is endless. And I think for most of my life, I I didn't know it existed. I didn't know. I don't even think I understood what the word grace was until, like, this year, really. Um, But definitely my entire life, when I thought I was a Christian, like, in elementary school and middle school, I never heard what that word was, but... I just knew that you just don't mess up in life. You just try your best, and when you mess up, that means you suck. And get up the next day and try again, and when you mess up, you suck. And so I think most of my life I just thought, like, the only option is to be really good at whatever I do or suck. And it wasn't until, honestly, this year of sucking (laughs) a lot all the time at – different things of like giving grace to people or loving my roommates or um being patient with people or not saying super stereotypical things to international students or whatever it is um giving myself grace and so I think the lie that I fought a lot this year has been um yeah I don't even know how to say it I guess but like God's grace is sufficient for me in like every circumstance and I haven't believed that most of my life so yeah, I don't know. If that makes sense. <laughs> There's a John Piper sermon. It's it's one of my favorite sermons or talks, whatever that I've ever heard. But he talks about how um, a few like really famous celebrities um, have essentially said 
that like they can't follow a God who is an egomaniac, who's all about his own mm-hmm. glory. Mm-hmm. Um, so his talk was basically just about how, you know, like God being the most powerful being in existence, um, like it only makes sense that he would want to be lifted up, mm-hmm. but like that he invites us in the process of, mm-hmm. you know, like experiencing him, you know, and if mm-hmm. there is um, a loving father who is perfect, um, it would be like the most loving thing to actually share who he is with his creation, mm-hmm. you know, that are completely unworthy. But yeah, yeah he was just talking about how uh, several people have said that like publicly, just like, yeah, you know, if, if God is all about his own glory, glory, like who is this God who's an egomaniac who needs <laughs> the praises of people? But really just recognizing that that is a very, I guess in some type of way, like humble thing for God to do, Mm -hmm. a very loving thing for God to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But that humility, humility could only look that way from Mm -hmm. God ever. Um, But like we were talking about with grace, though, Mm -hmm. um, just that like, gosh, man, thank Jesus that it's about him, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and it's about his goodness, you know. And yeah. uh, I just think of that when, when we think about like God being about His glory, if He was about us and like our performance, <laughs> good freaking luck. Right, none of us would be saved. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, just that it's just like, no, like He's still He's still good, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he hasn't changed, mm-hmm. and that's really what matters, you know. Mm-hmm. Like what I do, like it does matter, but at the same time. It doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things um, as far as, like, who God is and him being constant. And that's that's one thing that I've I've mentioned this to a few people recently, and I hope that it doesn't get misconstrued. But basically just that, like, what what we think about ourselves, how I view myself, does not matter. Um, Because if I define myself in my limited, twisted view... It's going to be, it's going to be jacked yeah. and it's going to be very convoluted. But mm-hmm. if I'm pursuing God's definition of who I am, if I'm pursuing who he says that I am, who he's created me to be, um, then that's, that's what actually matters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that most of our discouragements come from seeing our own failures and just being like, shoot, man, there's no way that, you know, a loving God who sees my heart totally could actually have grace Mm -hmm. but it's just like well yeah that's my perception of Mm -hmm. of a god that i Mm -hmm. envision but the fact that god truly does have grace with us for one um don't understand at all Mm -hmm. um but for two just kind of flips everything on its head where it's just like uh, instead of i guess having an attitude towards each other of no man you don't suck you're great it's like still that's coming from a place of the other person defining you but when it's just like all right who are you who are you in christ who does god say you are what has he created you for and pursuing that whatever that looks like i feel like that does a lot of encouragement for your walk like i know for mine too like there are times in my life where i do literally just feel like the worst person on earth because i have moments where like i'm just i get really really moody and i don't like being around people Mm -hmm. and like a lot of my friends don't really get to see that side of me. Only my mom does. <laughs> and like, praise King Jesus that she's just, she's so patient, man. Like, 
there are days that I literally come home from work and I'll just go to my room mm-hmm. and I'll shut out and I'll sleep or I'll just like I'll be socially disconnected from people mm-hmm. and I'll just have to be alone. And like in moments like that, man, like where I feel like just like I suck to the world, like I'm supposed to be like this believer in Christ, man. It's supposed to bring joy everywhere it goes and like mm-hmm. sprinkle sawdust on people <laughs> and make them like smile all the time and Today is a day I just feel like just utter, just like I just don't want to deal with people. Like, Jesus, I don't know how you love people all the time. Mm. But um, through moments like that, like the fact is like Christ seen all of that from the start. Mm. And he, his work, he's committed to his work in me because he's committed to himself. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's like just stupid encouraging to know that. Like the fact that God is committed to me because he's committed to himself. Totally. And for me, that's the best news going all day long because he'll never break his commitment to himself because he can't lie. Right. But if his commitment was contingent on me, as Josh said, like, dude, like, I'd have lost it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. If it were up to me. Absolutely. My anxiety came because I didn't believe any of this. I believe that, like, I was just pretty much caring about me, 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 my knee, my heart, my brain, my ear, my life, my home, and not, like, for a second did I even glance at like the world around me and say like man what is even going on like how can I serve other people around me obviously like I wasn't really walking with the Lord so I don't know if I could even fathom what that meant back then but and I think my anxiety comes from like caring too much about myself and moments when I have like severe panic attacks or something randomly uh, it's not like social anxiety or anything it's just like really really random stuff um, like, I don't know, fear of like the future and then I'll overanalyze things and then I'll just like be crying in my bed and like can't leave for like hours. And then I stop and I think, and God's like, Amy, 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 listen, stop, <laughs> stop. Like, I love you. Like, it's not about you. <laughs> like, just look at me. Like, look at what it is going on around you. Like, I don't know. It's not about you. And then I can like refocus and be like, okay, you're right. Like, I'm sorry, Lord. Like, it's about you. And then when I just keep my eyes on Jesus and pretty much in everything I do, like my anxiety just like immediately goes away. Um, And so that's why I'm thankful to say like, I don't have to take medication and I don't have to like consistently see a counselor. Um, But it's just like, I probably could, like if I saw a counselor, they'd be like, oh, you could use some anxiety medication, but... Um, I think maybe it's like the thorn in my side that I might have the rest of my life um, on some days, but um, I don't know. I truly believe Christ can redeem any broken thing, um, any broken thing. And no matter how far you think you've ran or how far or how bad you think your condition is, because I never thought I would say that I sit here and say, oh, well, I'm going to be free from anxiety by looking at Christ. (laughs) But it happened. Um, And so... Yeah, I'm just really thankful. It's also like a big theme of my music. I was really embarrassed to play because I can't keep a beat really <laughs> or a solid tempo um, or like chord structure, like whatever. I don't even know what it's called. But um, yeah, and just like having people encourage me of like, man, I really like felt the Lord through the song or like this. And I was like, music can be whatever we want it to be and art can be whatever you want it to be. Like it reminds me of Christ. Like it <laughs> doesn't matter because as long as I'm looking at Christ in my music, I can have it be like whatever glorifies him. And I don't know. That's what I also love about music. So I think like, yeah, I feel the most free in my life when I'm just looking at Christ and like feeling free to like fail, 
feeling free to like make mistakes, but not in a way that's like out of like a sinful attitude of just like, I'm going to try this new thing and trust that God's going to like supply the grace I need to get through it. And then, yeah, I guess keep stepping forward. But anyway, that was a rant about grace and freedom to do and be who you are, I guess, and who Christ created you to be. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Amy, I know you did touch on it, obviously, just now, but uh, yeah, so so you don't, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rephrase that whole thing, I'm sorry. So Amy, I know you j- did just touch on it, but uh, you still sometimes do deal with anxiety to some extent. Yeah, I definitely... Even before this podcast, I cried in the car for a brief moment because um, I had to decide actually today was the deadline to re-intern with, um, yeah, my organization. And I just feel peace um, through like praying and like God's word and talking with people that um, my year is done. (laughs) And yeah, I feel peace to just continue on with whatever. Um, Just the future is like, very dark I don't like not in a negative way I just don't I have no idea what I'm doing um at all (laughs) my major was people so (laughs) I I have wherever I guess people are everywhere so I'm okay but I guess um my my old tendency of dealing with change is to overreact like let everyone know that I'm dealing with a problem and like cry about it postpone the decision have like a day to decide and then let everyone know I'm deciding and stress out um but I'm growing up in the knowledge of Christ and I'm realizing that like he really does hold my future and so I need to grow up (laughs) and stop yeah reverting my old ways of dealing with things and so I didn't do that this time for the most part and I was yeah God is good um I'm learning a lot (laughs) and I was like well if you really are my king then what do I have to be afraid of? But then by like four o'clock, I'm like, what am I doing? Why did I decide that? <laughs> I literally like went to bed crying the other night and then I woke up and I was like, but look at the birds and they don't toil and letting my dog out, just smiling at the sky. And then by three o'clock, I'm like crying again. So sometimes my emotions all over the place. Um, but for the most part, um, I'm over exaggerating for the most part, I would say that I have a piece um, but then randomly when I start to, again, take my eyes off of Christ and look at myself and my situation and my money and my wallet and the darkness and the sin in the world, that's when anxiety creeps in and yeah, I start to panic. Um, yeah. So I feel like, um, there's a story in the Bible of, it's a parable, which is like a story that Jesus tells to explain something and there's this seed re- which represents the word of God and this farmer is like spreading it and there's some seed that falls um, in the thorns and like the weeds and it tries to grow, the plants try to go, but the thorns choke it out. Um, and for most of my life that has represented me and so I think that's literally what happens to me and to a lot of people just like the worries of life get me down um, and money and my reality and um, yeah, what helps me when, like, I start to do this, um, one, put my eyes back on Christ, um, two, looking at people in the Bible who have went through, like, insane things and still managed to keep their eyes on Christ. They probably were still afraid, but, um, yeah, like, when Abraham was called 
to go to a place that he had no idea. And God said, you're going to go to this place. Um, he just went, even though he did not know where he was going. And so like, even like reading through these things, um, gives me hope when dealing with anxiety of like, okay, I'm not the only one who like deals with this. So yeah, I still have anxiety, but, um, God has redeemed it a lot in my life, I think. Yeah. It's frustrating being a human. Yeah. I know. Um, in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not even just saying like, <laughs> because life is tough, but I'm saying being myself, um, just uh we have a tendency to like feel like i mean maybe this is just true, true for me but feeling like i learned a lesson where i'm just like all right god totally was faithful in that yeah. and i was so worried and then he showed up in like a crazy way like um this is just one really wild thing like a couple years ago um i was making less money than my bills were and this was right after my wife left and I was budging myself $10 a week for food. I mean, having done that for a while, it's kind of like it's totally doable. But it, it was a little bit insane. Um, but everything was just like very, very like tight shoestring budget. And I was really kind of freaking out and had a lot of uh, just a lot of worry about how things were going to go as far as even just like making it through to pay my bills. Some friends like pulled a bunch of money together, which no one even knew that I needed it. Um, and it was in a pretty absurd amount. Um, so I was able to like budget that for the time period that I needed to. Um, and it totally changed everything. Um, but it was one of those things that was completely unexpected. Um, no one even had any indication that I was struggling with finances at that point. So, um, it was just like very clear as day, like God providing through the church, you know, just like people having, um, I don't know, maybe, maybe there was a mindset of like, well, we just kind of figure that you might need help. I don't, I don't know what it was, mm -hmm. but whatever the heck it was, it was just like so blatantly obvious that my immediate reaction was, why the heck did I ever doubt, you know, <laughs> or why the heck did I ever worry? I guess the doubt wasn't there. That's been kind of the the course of things for me personally is like mm -hmm. I know I know I know that God's gonna work something but my mind is like completely consumed with like but I don't know how it's gonna go you know um yeah. so it's like I do know sometimes it's just in my head and not in my heart you know like it's having experienced that I would like to think that I grasp the lesson and the next time I struggle with like a similar thing I'd be like <laughs> All right, God was totally faithful. He showed up in a crazy way. Um, I have no concern or uh, apprehension that he'll do the same this time. But I feel like every single time, I'm right back to it where I'm just like, I don't know what you're going to do, God. And it's like, don't you trust me? You know? Yeah, um, totally. So I don't know. That's just one of those huge displays of grace. And that's yeah. one thing that I, I mean, honestly, I've seen with your life over the last mm -hmm. few years where... There have been quite a few times that you've had, like, times where you're just like, I have no idea what I'm doing, like, with my life next year. And then something comes up, you know, um, and maybe it's not what you anticipated or could have foreseen, but... Totally. Or even maybe what you preferred necessarily, but it's something that you're passionate about, you know, yeah. doing in some capacity. And maybe not, you know, something that you're like, I want to do this the rest of my life, but it's something that you really do like and i'm sure that totally. god uses to stretch you big time totally yeah 
honestly, it's almost fun, funny now that I look back, like when I start to worry, I need to talk like this more often and remember because like I got a car. I felt like the Lord didn't want me to get a car. The car broke down the same week. A random couple was leaving out of town for a year, the same length of time as my internship and gave me their car for the year. <laughs> my dog got really, really sick. I needed a bunch of money. Within two days, the money was raised online. Again, like this summer, I needed to raise a significant amount of money, like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for my internship. By July, I was supposed to be at like 75%. I was at 12%, knew no one, had no money. Um, Literally people I have never met or never heard of were referred to me within like the last day, like all of the money pretty much came in. Like it was ridiculous. Didn't know what I was going to do for my future. Someone recommended Bridges. Um, God provided. Got evicted from my home. This other home like opened up and then we got evicted from that home. And now my dad and my brother were able to find another job. And actually all three cars I've had were given to me. (laughs) Um, And every time... I'm like, oh, God, thank you so much. Look at this great thing you did. And then the next week, I'm like, but wait, what am I going to do now that I have the car? What am I going to do now that I have this thing? And it's just I don't understand God's grace or why he does anything like for like at all. I don't understand, but I'm very thankful for God. And not that like God gives gifts. This is not that if any of you are listening and you're like, oh, I'm going to be a Christian and God's going to provide for every need I have. Um, He will meet all of your needs but not in the way that you expect at all. Um, like I like being evicted is not fun, but that was God meeting my need. My car breaking down wasn't fun, but that was God meeting my need. My anxiety sucks, but God turns it into something good and like allows me to like rest in Him. And so, yeah, please, if you're listening, don't feel like I want to be a Christian and all my needs are going to be met because they will. But um, sometimes, yeah, you have to be broken in order for you to see like how bad you need God and like that is your need being met in those things so that was just an encouragement for people who are struggling and worried about their life yeah to know that like God God knows what you need that is really cool in a number of ways just that like God brings awesome things out of brokenness Mm -hmm. you know where yeah having not gone through the brokenness Mm -hmm. things might still be awesome you know like or God might still work in a huge way but the fact that just like yeah, that that mess that you've made, um, I'm still gonna use it in some yeah. kind of way, yeah. you know. And uh, I don't know, like a lot of the the messes that I've made in life, like I would prefer not to have made them, mm-hmm. you know. But the fact that God is bigger than that, and mm-hmm. that He still will use whatever the heck, you know, He'll do what He wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, it's just an awesome thing. Yeah, so cool. So your music project, tell us about your music. Oh, like, can we find it? What's I the name of it? I love music. Um, it is, so I go by Crooked Forest. And what is that? Crooked Forest. Great idea to ask that question. I can't believe I didn't say this earlier. Um, Crooked Forest is the name of myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I go by Crooked Forest because... When I was younger, I had a crooked tree in my front yard that um, people thought was, like, hideous when they would pull up to my house or they wanted to chop it down. But I thought it was beautiful and saw, like, value in it. And 
ended up yeah turning that into like the theme of my life of like finding beauty and things that other people don't and turning that into god and god like looking at us and seeing us as beautiful and loving us regardless of like what our job is or how much money we make or what we look like um and that's not an excuse to stay um like in your path of sin but um by like looking at christ and keeping your eyes on him like he makes your path straight and helps it make sense a little bit and so crooked forest um yeah god gave that to me that name to me um and it's just an idea that like as a collection of people um that God like uses broken people. Um, and so I go by Crooked Forest and you can find my stuff on crookedforest.bandcamp.com. I'm also on iTunes. That's fun to say. Bandcamp, iTunes, Google Play. I don't even know what that is. I like the explanation. Though. It's really dope. Thanks. Like I've never heard you actually explain like the whole Crooked Forest thing. It's sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good reminder. Also has to do with like the theme of my music of like, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't have to make sense because it's music. <laughs> Peace. Alright, so we'll end there. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. That was Kelvin. What? what? Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so thanks a bunch for, for joining us, Amy. Um, and uh, if anyone wants to check out Bridges International... Um, I think it's a cool organization that is happening yeah. on campuses. And check out Amy's music for sure if you want to follow us on Facebook or I guess just Facebook. That'd be great. <laughs> um, subscribe on iTunes or Feedly or SoundCloud. That would be amazing. And if you want to support what we're doing and help us to keep going, um, you can click the support tab at letgoddie.com. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Till next time.
It's grace that 